Your source for community, Muskoka-made talk shows are on Muskoka Magazine, The Bay 88.7. Hey, this is Dr. Shervin. Muskoka Magazine is brought to you by Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Please visit DairyLaneDental.com. This is Arts R Us on The Bay. Good morning and welcome to Arts R Us. I'm Noreen Mitchell. I'm here in the studio with my co-host Karen Cassian. And we're pleased to welcome with us today Kelly Haywood, Executive Director of the Huntsville Lake of Bays Chamber of Commerce. Good morning. Good morning, ladies. Thanks for joining us, Kelly. Thank you for having me. So nice to see you. You had a busy weekend this weekend. We're, We're actually taping on the... 22nd after family day weekend so we have had quite the weekend do you want to start with that sure yes it's always good to start at the end and work backwards exactly Uh, yes this weekend well family day weekend what a beautiful weekend it was it was just so perfect and uh so special to be able to celebrate family outside and and uh, be together were there a lot of people there were tons of people in town for sure i mean it was packed i know that the hotels were really well. We had a, a beautiful ice sculpture festival that was, um, I mean, you know, somewhat thrown together at the last minute. <laughs> Not quite the very last minute, but it, it came together. It's beautiful. Uh, very the, quickly. The, the product, and, 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 was, and people can still see those sculptures. I believe they'll oh, be yes. there as long as they don't melt. Yes, we're <laughs> having rain today, so hopefully by the end of the week, we're going to try to cover a few of them, the ones that are really sort of exposed. Yeah, and the um, Snow Village, that's pretty Snow cool. And Snow Village, too. Oh my gosh, what a gift that's been, eh? So yes, downtown was very busy, that's as was Eclipse uh, Walk with Light, but we'll talk about that more. Yes, okay. So we're going to come back to all the, that because mm-hmm. I'd like to first uh, congratulate you and the Chamber of Commerce, actually all four Chambers of Commerce together working against the coronavirus and all that you've done. Do you want to tell us a bit about what happened? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my goodness. Can I mean, you think about it? It's hard to remember even some of it, honestly, but it has been crazy and uh I was somewhat paralyzed when it first happened, not knowing what the heck we could do to help these businesses. It was just like, what do you do? No one has any experience. It was, so there was a a small gap where we were all just frozen, right? Um, And then we just literally leapt into action. We realized that businesses needed, you know, PPE, they needed masks, um, hand sanitizer. We didn't know how much, we didn't know how long it was gonna last, so we got- Either did the federal government, uh, no, apparently. exactly, or anyone for <laughs> yes. that matter. So we got all sorts and gave it away in um, collaboration with the municipalities. So we worked with them to, to hand out PPE and then subsequently, you know, had a, advocated to the Ontario government and the Ontario Chamber of Commerce to work together so that we could get rapid tests out to the businesses. And it took a little while for businesses or just people in general to be comfortable rapid testing and kind of buying into it. So then there was this huge, you know, sort of heap of like, okay, now all of a sudden we need tons of rapid tests just before Christmas. And of course, you know, we ran out and then and then it's starting to peter off a bit. And, and you know, we know that the rapid tests are only as good as uh, a positive test. So they, they tell you if you're positive, the negative is still, the percentage is somewhat questionable, but it's a really, really good idea. And if you're an employee of a business or a business owner, you are welcome, regardless of if you're a chamber member, to get rapid tests from us. And we have heaps, so. Kelly, um, can, can you tell our listeners the difference not the difference, but the chamber versus the BIA because they mm-hmm. work with businesses too. Can, what is the difference? I mean, I know you collaborate. We, we are very close. We, mm-hmm. we work very, Morgan and I are, are thick as thieves, but uh, the chamber is a membership-driven business organization by choice, eh? Um, it is for all of Huntsville and Lake of Bays and beyond. We have members in Nova and Port Sydney and, and even in, you know, Bracebridge. Um, 
The chamber's mandate is uh, promoting um, the members and the municipalities. Um, and the BIA has a very, very sort of um, myopic responsibility of specifically looking the after the downtown. Okay. Their members are mandated or sort of they become members by just owning land and buildings downtown. It's a levy on their taxes and it's a and it's important. Mm-hmm. And I think um, it makes sense because the downtown is the heart of Huntsville. Mm-hmm. We do as a chamber work closely with the BIA because we believe that the heart of Huntsville needs to be as strong as as anything in order for the community to flourish. Mm-hmm. So um but it is it, from a revenue on the books and, and all that sort of thing, rather different. But we have the same goals. Okay. Yeah. Did you find with all of the work that you did in terms of preparations for pandemic uh, protocols and all that, that you became very adept at reading regulations? <laughs> <laughs> huh, I wouldn't I Adept is probably, I mean, it's a very complicated gray areas. It's really bizarre. So, so in the beginning, there was so much information that was coming out around grants and loans and, you know, requirements. And, you know, so we did as a team work very hard at sort of dissecting that information and putting it together almost daily um, to our businesses. And we did get a lot of great feedback about how helpful that was and how the links were very clear um, just so that they could have one source of like at a glance. So Mm -hmm. yeah, that's still an issue. (laughs) And it feels like it's getting harder in a weird way because, you know, things are getting a little looser. um, And And more optional kind of. Yes, exactly. Yeah. 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 So Kelly, how, how important are grants to what you do? Yes, well, we use grants a lot. I mean, I'd like to think that we would be able to to manage okay without grants, but we are very good at getting grants yes, and, and we work hard at that. And and the reason why it works well here, again, um, not to sound too Pollyanna, but I mean, we all work together and grant agencies like to see collaboration, particularly at the municipal level. So municipally, Festival of the Arts, Deerhurst Resort, the Accommodation Tax Association, um, and the BIA and whomever we can sort of pull in to say we're going to do this together mm-hmm. and it's going to benefit more than just our own little um kind of you know audience yes yeah so what do you think will be the effect of the easing of the pandemic restrictions on the culture industries well my goodness the poor culture industry uh, honestly uh i i mean i i mean it I can't even imagine. I think that there's just like we see the restaurant industry and I'm going to sort of compare the two because I think they've been the hardest hit. I know a lot of restaurant um, employees have have sought out other types of work. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm worried a little bit about the arts and culture industry as well that, you know, entertainers and musicians and will they come back? You know, yeah. yeah. And, and they've had to feed their families and they've gone into, you know, construction roles, which is great because we needed them there, mm-hmm. too. But um, but at the same time, we might see. Uh, I think much like after any crisis in the world, you tend to see this incredible art and culture and expression of passion and um you know i'm i'm certainly hopeful that that it may breed a new new type of artist too and may Mm -hmm. encourage people certainly with poetry and and music and and, draw them back if if you have a love for the arts yeah an entertainer you're you're going to be drawn back i would think think. Yeah. yeah So we alluded a bit to the loss of revenue over the period of time through the pandemic. And uh, I wanted to know how important the um, Muskoka accommodation tax had been, the introduction mm-hmm. of that has Ugh, been over this period. Question. 
Yeah, well, it, it's it, the timing couldn't have been better, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we were finally at a point where, um, you know, that pot of money was difficult to introduce to the community. There was a lot of, you know, controversy around whether it was the right thing to do. Especially from the accommodation businesses themselves. Indeed, yes. And then, of course, we were very concerned about the guests coming up and where we pardon me, pricing ourselves out of the market? Was the visitor going to be, you know, angry that we were imposing this type of fee? Did you find that people had more money to spend or were quite willing to spend more because they weren't going anywhere or traveling? I think just people were coming here because they couldn't go anywhere else. Uh, Yeah, You know, and it was nature and they wanted to be outside. Were were there a lot of complaints then? No. That's great. No, no, no. No, we have not seen practically any complaints for the accommodation tax. And, And the pot of money has been the catalyst for you know, what we've been able to pull together in this collaborative pool of money that, that I was talking about to, to develop the Eclipse Walk with Light um, show that we have at Muskoka Heritage Place. And that in itself, will, I think in our second segment, we'll talk a little bit more about Eclipse Walk with Light and that cultural phenomenon and how it's, I mean, I've always been a huge fan of culture and tourism and we've worked really hard at trying to develop Huntsville and not just us, it's all of us. Um, and, and the accommodation tax has been sort of the base that we were able to leverage. It was a pilot project, I understand. Is this the th- last year of the pilot project? Of, uh, oh, the of accommodation the eight- tax? Yes. No, it was ex- it was extended another two years because uh, of the pandemic. pandemic. Wonderful. Yeah, that's yeah. great. So we don't yeah, have yeah. to review about that. I can't imagine it ever going away. I mean, they're, they're collecting practically a million dollars a year. So it's, wow. it's you know, and and it's seventy percent goes to the accommodation tax association. Their board of directors. This has nothing to do with short term rentals. That fund, the funds that are collected from from the short term rentals, goes directly to the municipality towards affordable housing. Wonderful, um, which oh, is excellent. That's great. Yeah, that's great. So hmm. I think we'll take a break right now, and we'll come back and do talk about the things that are wonderful on your perfect. What have happened? What has happened? And what's going to happen? Okay, we'll be right back. This is Dr. Shervin. Hello. Dr. Shervin owns a dental practice in Huntsville. Yes, ma'am. But it's not only a dental practice. Dairy Lane Dental plays a major role in our community, supporting organizations that enrich your town like Community Radio, being a member of the Bay Food Crew, and Huntsville Hospital Foundation Business Cares Program. Dr. Shervin and his team at Dairy Lane Dental knows that alongside truly understanding their patients by providing a pleasant dental experience comes a responsibility to take care of our home. This is correct. Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Please visit DairyLaneDental.com. Buy Muskoka for Muskoka, your collection of Muskoka-based talk shows. Muskoka Magazine, The Bay, 88.7. I'm Dr. Shervin from Dairy Lane Dental, and you're listening to Muskoka Magazine. This is Arts R Us on The Bay. We're back on Arts R Us. I'm Noreen Mitchell. We're here with Karen Cassian, and our guest today is Kelly Haywood, and she's the executive director of the Huntsville Lake of Bays Chamber of Commerce. And we are so pleased to be hearing you talk to us about Eclipse Walk with Light, because it's a wonderful initiative. Thank you. Yes. And and you keep bringing people up there, different entertainers, Mm. and tell us about that. It's not just the lights. It's kind of becoming... 
I mean, it, its own sort of heartbeat up there. I'm telling you. I mean, let's talk about where it is. Yeah. Okay. Oh, right. Okay. And and then I'll bring you back to the beginning. But it, it does take place in the Pioneer Village at Muskoka Heritage Place, which is good for that. Well, you, getting, oh, yeah. you have no idea. I mean, mm. I have to warn Ron Goslin, who I, I'm sure you know has retired. retired. Oh my gosh. I'm sure there'll be an amazing replacement. But we are going to miss Ron Goslin. Mm-hmm. Um, he is someone you should have on your show to talk about like oh, yes. all things Muskoka Heritage Place in the past have so many great stories but he um sorry where was i it's at muskoka heritage place it's going to be packed this summer is what i wanted to say because so many people have come through and so many locals i've never even been here or people who just had no idea was there and and so we do a lot of work promoting it but yes it is um the eclipse is on till may it's actually till the first weekend of april Okay. It was until the end of May, so you're not mm-hmm. wrong, but we've changed it to the beginning of April for a number of reasons. And one of them is um, that we've learned sort of how mucky it can be when mm-hmm. we were setting up. And we really just don't want to damage their property that much. We have, um, you know, forklifts and, and genie booms, and it will completely damage so their So for soil. people who haven't been there, tell us what it is. Yeah. So Eclipse Walk with Light is um, it's a reactive sound to light show. And there are installations, and it truly is an artistic installation. It's meant to be that. It's also become rather entertaining. Children mm-hmm. love it because they make noise and the lights react to their noise. Mm-hmm. Um, we have brought in a lot of entertainment, and I'll explain why in a minute. But the lights themselves and on their own are spectacular. Mm-hmm. I still go there, and I'm in awe. I'm it, like, yeah, oh, I it love is. it here. It's, it's just so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And so, at night, to be at night, it's magical. Yes, mm-hmm. and and. Part of what we were trying to do was bring light to the darkness of and you can interpret that however you want but it really was an outdoor anyone can go vaccinated or not like in, the winter, in the winter which is always our mandate to try to promote shoulder season um also our mandate to to promote the artistic and cultural components of our community outside of rock water and trees which a lot of people it's not unique to ontario so we want to sort of rise above and and you know offer more um, and then, and then the entertainment piece kind of came in. We were meant to have Snowfest, which is this the, uh, the event that covers the street and snow. I was interested in did, why I went yeah. back through some of the research and the development of the yes. whole idea of using Heritage Place in yes. the winter time. Yes, and we always wanted to try to open up those doors for some sort of recreational activities. Um, it's just not quite big enough to cross country ski in there and so on. So Snowfest this year, unfortunately, had to be canceled because we really were uncertain about what the government was going to say for large-scale events. Mm-hmm. We had received a grant for Snowfest, so we took the money and, and you know, worked in concert with the uh, provincial government who agreed to let us use the entertainment pieces in, in Eclipse. So, yes, there's goat walking, horse ride, dog sledding. We've got Dancers an amazing... Too, yes, we've got an amazing... Um, you know, you can go snowshoeing with Jimmy Hondrick, who does a beautiful interpretation of light and dark and stars and, and nature. And he helps you remember what trees are which and why the rock is there and wow. things that you would have, you know, taken in grade nine geography. Um, so is so, the snow village related to that or is it just another? Yes. Yeah, snow village with in the River Festival Mill Park. Of the Arts. Yeah. 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 Is that River Mill Park and the Festival of the Arts did that. And, and they, they themed it around Eclipse. And then, okay. of course, the Ice Sculpture Festival was also themed around Eclipse with suns and moons. And um, so, yes, I mean, it is an extremely cerebral event, I think. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's uh, amazing poetry. 
um, you know, spoken word. It was developed with uh, some some artists from Cirque du Soleil, and then the company that we use is is very sort of. Um, they're just incredible to work with. Their name That's is Limbic. Limbic. Limbic yeah. Media. Are there, are there mm-hmm. light shows in other towns like that? They do have one is in Blue Mountain. Yeah, yes, Blue Mountain. it's not like ours, but okay. it's certainly similar idea, and idea. beautiful. And okay. I would highly recommend you check it out. I mm-hmm. mean, we have you know attempted to cross market and and we work together and and we own all the equipment. It was a lofty budget. People hear that it was about an eight hundred thousand dollar budget. That includes everything in terms of marketing, staffing. I mean, we employed almost 10 people this winter That's you know great. so awesome right where, where do you store all that well good question i mean so we own all of those lights and all mm-hmm. of that equipment and we had to buy a big seat container and and we work with the town of huntsville who's allowed us to leave it at medill and it's you know all locked up in bins and we'll have okay. a crew coming to take it down Did it make any money or pay for itself yeah, I, would, I mean, with juries out, like, we're still not positive how it's going to end up. But, I, yeah, and I think we'll probably see about sixty or $70,000 in revenue from a $5 ticket. Really? Children 12 yeah. and under are free. It's yeah. totally affordable, I think. It's so yeah. affordable, and, yeah. and we, we intend to keep it that way. That amount of revenue or profit um, will be used entirely to reinvest for next year, which would be, you know, the obvious question, are we going to do it again? And absolutely. We I would, I would it. say they, mm-hmm. it has to happen again. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to uh, mention the piece about the uh, lighting of the town hall itself. Mm-hmm. And that's that? related yeah. as well, Same. isn't it? Yes. Because it's spectacular. It's... I must say, every night, I just love looking oh, at what's going on there. Well, she you... has an apartment across the road, I know, so I that know. helps. <laughs> yeah. Well, not right across. I don't have a view like that, yes, but I stop like at the top Cole. of it. She loves it, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, Yes, the sort of big sunburst is meant to be a sundial. I thought um, it was a cat. And so many, <laughs> do you know what? I mean, some people hate it. And and I, oh, really? I can appreciate, that's what art is about though, right? Yes. Yeah. It's it's if you hate it, it you know, we, we tried something. It was meant initially to be vines growing To me, up. it was vegetative. Totally yeah. vegetative. Okay. Yeah. So people didn't get that, so we changed it. We took the green away and we made it colorful, and I think that's better. Next year, we're going to do another one up there. Probably keep the same sundial and do some things on both sides of the rock, uh, both sides of the building. And, you know, we're just and then we have lots of installations we'd like to do downtown and additional ones within Muskoka Heritage Place. We have lots of ideas and we're open to ideas. We'd love people to come forward. It's so yeah. exciting. Yeah. It's so exciting. Are you more active culturally than other chambers? Are they all doing the same sort you of... You know, we are a bit of an anomaly, yeah. I would say, yeah, in, would in think... the Chamber of Commerce world, particularly because most chambers aren't actually, um, they don't have the mandate to develop tourism necessarily. Okay. That happens to be our mandate because we worked with the municipality and they've contracted us to do that. Um, okay. So that so, opens you to much yeah. more creative yeah. happenings. And it makes yeah. sense because our members are, you know, primarily tourism driven. And even if they're not, if you're listening and you're a plumber or a contractor or, you know, obviously if you know, an employee at Deerhurst or King William Inn or Pita Pit, for example, is or any business downtown is doing exceptionally well and has more money in their jeans. They're going to upgrade their plumbing. They're going to put an addition on. It is really, uh, you yes. know, all a cycle, right? Right, yeah. right. How do you keep so fresh with the programming yourself? There's this thing I found called Festivals and Events of Ontario. Mm-hmm. Are you part of that? Or do you we follow that? Are, um, yeah, we do. I mean... <laughs> You stumped me there. I don't really know. I think, you know, I have the most incredible team, um, you know, with the chamber itself. We're we're a big group and and my board is phenomenal. And then, you know, not to sort of, you know, 
there's the Festival of the Arts. We have Dan, who is just absolutely Dan Watson, incredible. Yeah. Dan Watson, mm-hmm. and then Morgan Richter, and we've worked with you know Helena yeah, Renwick, yeah. And all these people that just have. There's so much creativity in this town. There is an incredible. And when man. you have a seed, well, it starts with money usually, but it doesn't have to. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you have a seed, whatever it is, an idea. I feel like this community really rallies well together to say, ooh, let's do this, or ooh, I have this, we can do this together. And, mm-hmm. and then we get a lot more accomplished. What's the ongoing importance of all these partnerships? Well, I mean, I think, you know, this is what helps us stand out, I think, you know, beyond, and, and it helps us constantly build the relationships. and. You know, the relationships are key. The second one partner falls apart, and I've seen it happen. I mean, 18 years I've been doing this job. Hasn't always been, you know, love and, you know. <laughs> it's it's hard. It's hard because there's egos, there's money involved, there's, you know, control and all that sort of thing. But at the end of the day, when you can really drill it down and remind people that it's for the community, we can usually get things done. That's why not-for-profit organizations are key in this in this. Kind of so theory. tell us what's on the horizon for mm-hmm. first of all 2022 and then if you have a big pocket idea behind mm-hmm. that too <laughs> what's it ahead what's ahead i mean i'm just excited to get back outside and do events right Seriously. like we are going to be working with the bia and and hopefully hunter's bay radio on the beer festival we have um before that we have the maple festival which is happening the end of april um at march break we'll be launching a maple trail um, which will lead into the Maple Festival itself, uh, opening downtown. We don't really know capacity yet. That's going to be announced closer to March 1st. Um, and, and who knows what will happen between now and then. But we're aiming for another mm-hmm. great f- festival. Um, we also, I don't know if you remember, we had a dinner on the dock. Yes, the Flavors of Ontario. Again? Yeah, Flavors of Ontario. And we're, dancing on the dock. Oh my gosh. Well, we did, yeah, dancing on the dock with Festival of the Arts. They were on the other side. One year we did that on the bridge. I don't know if either of you were yeah. around for that. It was, yeah. I read about it. It so was phenomenal. Yeah. It was fun, but not always appreciated by it the people who wanted yeah, to people, drive through. I had to publicly promise I wouldn't do that again. So we're not doing that, <laughs> which is so unfortunate. But anyway, we're, we'd like to do another Flavors of Ontario in August um, it's a culinary you know event that really is you know to support tourism anyone and everyone is welcome it's ticketed fairly high it's about a hundred and I don't remember 125 bucks a ticket like it's a lot but it's and I would say there was about 150 people there I don't yeah. know how you pull that kind of thing off oh like, it's a lot of work like, oh my gosh it, it really is but yeah. it's but it's great and it's it's it it is often what we need as the sort of base of any budget in order to leverage it. Is that it. your fundraiser for, mm-hmm. okay? Yeah. And then Girlfriend's Getaway Weekend. Girlfriend's Getaway Weekend's on the docket for sure. Um, Nui Blanche North, are you involved with that? And we're, we support it and we promote it. We just okay. we just received a grant from FedNor for $191,000, which is mm. really great. And it has developed a budget that we've been sort of saving little pockets of money and um, other grants. So we're going to have about a $500,000 budget for marketing for this year, which oh is goodness. unprecedented. Yeah. We've not seen that kind of money for our community market. So, and I guess you can't count on that. Um, grants forever and no ever, but you're, no uh, sustainably it's t- but this is where the, the accommodation tax groups comes in but we'll be yes, promoting yes. everything in mm-hmm. so cultural tourism is on the oh yes on the way yes, on its way absolutely yeah. we're yeah. working with the municipality on a community branding uh, strategy where you're going to see lots of new wayfinding signage um you know just really trying to pull this community together and and bridge the the like uh, muskoka heritage place if you haven't, if you're listening and you haven't been, you must go yes, there yeah, <laughs> yes. for sure. and spend the day. Bring a picnic, like 
hang out there. Every time it we have visitors, so we take them up stunning. there. Stunning. Yeah. You've right. been so busy. Yours is more than a full-time job, full-time. Uh, what do you do for downtime? What's your hobbies or your interests? I know you like you art. You go to Ottawa and I know that you like love art. I mean, yes. I love, love, love art. I'm not an artist myself, I'm an, I, but I love art. You're a collector. I am a collector. I We're am, all collectors. Yes, yes. I love my dogs. Mm-hmm. I have two dogs, and I just love to squeeze them. And COVID has been so wonderful to squeeze them a lot. But, you know, I like to be outside. I have a social, you know, I'm a bit of a homebody, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm cancer, and I, we like to stay at home and nurture mm-hmm. and, and But you garden. do like to travel and I can't wait to garden this summer yeah and I love to travel of course yes yeah, that's yeah. the thing I've been missing the most yes yeah. yes dreaming about it yes yeah. yeah but but the beauty is I think with people being able to work from home I can do my job from almost anywhere so that's kind of fun and would, you're out on are you out on highway 60 down limber lost okay yeah all yeah. right yeah would you like to tell us how people can find out more about yes. the Huntsville Lake of Bays Chamber of Commerce thank you we have a Facebook page for the Chamber of Commerce if you're listening and you want to be a member and support everything we're doing please follow us and check us out. Contact me. I'll give you my phone number on air. We also have some tourism links that I encourage you to follow. HuntsvilleAdventures.com is our website, Huntsville Adventures on Facebook and Instagram are good ones just to keep in touch of of what's going on. We keep an incredible calendar of events. So it's a one-stop shop. You can know everything that's going on in the surrounding area, including Huntsville, Novar, everywhere, Lake of Bays. So yeah, and and I can be reached at 705-788- five eight four seven that's my cell phone you can reach me directly and um i'd love to help you and i appreciate this opportunity actually i could listen to you all day like you've got so many things happening and <laughs> you've you covered know. a lot it's an exciting yes. time to be in huntsville yeah, indeed. and lake of bays yes. thank, you, thank you for coming on our show my we pleasure appreciate it thank, thank you okay Karen, what have you got to talk to us about? A bit more excitement in Huntsville, an well, area. In the performing arts area, the Monarch um, uh, Performing Arts Studio is doing a play at the Algonquin Theatre called The Last Five Years, and that's on from February 25th to March 5th and again in April. So check that out at the Algonquin Theatre. Um, the Huntsville Festival of the Arts is bringing Chantal Kreviatsuk Uh, March 19th and Matt Anderson March 20th he's my favorite me too yeah I love him Uh, the snow village is on uh, entirely through the months of February the snow queen has been postponed until next year Uh, Donovan Woods is on April 23rd the washboard union April 27th uh johnny reed at deerhurst is uh, october 14th so check all of that out on the um the website the huntsville festival of the arts website in the algonquin theater and you Nareen? so the huntsville art society currently has its members show on in partners hall it's called fresh paint it's a wonderful show mm-hmm. i want people to go and see it and it's on until march 14th and they're having a reception, we're calling it opening reception, but it isn't opening, it's no. a reception, mm-hmm. uh, just to celebrate the fact that we're having a member show in Partners Hall. Awesome. And it's on March 2nd from 6 to 8 p.m. Yes. Also, the Huntsville Art Society has a few members, Emerging Art Show in Huntsville Public Library, so you can go and walk in and see that anytime uh, that they're open. And at Huntsville Hospice, we now have Huntsville Art Society member uh Diane Finlayson and uh, Christine McBean, Christina McBean, and they are both showing work there. So that's a new adventure mm-hmm. for people to find out. I wanted to mention more than just art, and uh, Karen Lu- Catherine Luce is uh, one of the artists who's actually um, on staff, kind of, for there, and Elena she has Renwick Wednesdays, also. and she yeah. has after-school programs as well. So there's lots of kids programming mm-hmm. that's available for 
kids who are interested in the arts. And of course, there's um, art programs for adults as well. So mm -hmm. that's at morethanjustart.ca. You should look at their site. And I wanted to mention, too, that the Gravenhurst Opera House has reopened, and there are tickets on sale now for their first show after it's been renovated, and that's on March 26th, and the, the threesome is called Boreal. Mm -hmm. And I have heard Angie Nussi before, and mm -hmm. I know that this is a good trio. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and I just want to mention again about NASA, New Adventures in Sound Art, and up in South River, they have their... Um, annual deep wireless festival that's currently on and that is on until april the 4th so check out nasa.ca n-a-i-s-a.ca for sound art nice so that's all for me and uh we're going to sign off there's only one hunters bay radio we, we are, are muskoka, muskoka.